Welcome to episode 52 of the Family Geekery podcast. I'm Amber. I'm Danny. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to be talking about a couple of our favorite cozy slash farming games. But first, let's talk about our weeks. Many weeks. Yeah, it took a little bit of a summer vacation, I guess. Spring took cleaning. Pre summer hiatus. Been very busy around the, the geekery household. Yeah. Getting ready for a couple things and moving a couple people from here to there and there to here and all kinds of things. So sorry for the uh, missing couple weeks, but we're back and we're ready to talk about games. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So what what's going on this uh, past couple weeks? What what's been keeping us geeky? Well, we all saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And yes, all at the same time. Yeah, first time <laughs> we've done that in a while, I guess. Getting harder and harder to do, but <laughs> we haven't even seen Mario together. Yeah, we'll do that next Tuesday on the on the discount week. Discount. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's sad. Mario doesn't doesn't warrant a full price movie ticket. <laughs> um, yeah, so we saw Guardians. I don't know. I was crying. Were you guys crying? I didn't cry so much, but it was an emotional roller coaster. Oh yeah. It was kind of all over the place, but very good movie and very very good how they they, they called it a trilogy, right? Mhm. They said that the final chapter of the trilogy and I already saw somebody make, have you seen the, the movie posters that they recreated, like the Star Wars Empire Strikes yeah. Back and Return of the Jedi, but with the Guardians characters, that was pretty cool. So, yeah, it's it's good to see the whole thing come to fruition from the very beginning of, you know, forming up the crew and until the, the last episode, you know, basically. But we'll see more of them, I'm sure, throughout the years. Mm-hmm. A lot of really good character development, in my opinion, and, you know, some that have been going on since the very first movie, Um, some callbacks and, you know, Easter eggs from previous movies that we finally get answers to our questions. Um, But yeah, I loved it. Probably my favorite movie that's come out in a while. Um, Maybe my favorite Guardians movie. Um, And Guardians is one of my favorite MCU franchises, so really good yeah i really liked it too um besides wakanda forever is probably my favorite those two were pretty good of this phase but yeah i really liked it it was cute it was funny it was sad all of what marvel's good at (laughs) so i would recommend cool what else what else been going on Uh, Well, while we were on our break, my birthday occurred, um, and my wonderful father, as a birthday and uh, graduation present, got me a Steam Deck, um, and I have not put that thing down, like, at all. Um, (laughs) I've been playing a lot of games on there. Well, two games mainly, um, House Flipper and Dreamlight Valley, both pretty good on, on the Steam Deck, and... Um, I don't know. Haven't gotten myself to download any mechanically intense games yet, but uh, I will at some point. I'll let you guys know how that goes. I'm not super used to a controller, so it probably won't end up too well. But 
Well, it's got the trackpads on it, so you could play some League of Legends on there. I'd like to see you. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! See you do some League of Legends on there. Oh yeah. Set up some hotkeys for your alts and whatever those things are. Your specials. <laughs> specials. A B X Y instead of Q W E R. <laughs> yep. Cool. What about you, Danny? Anything? Anything special so far? Hmm. Not much i forget if i said this last episode but fortnite came out with star wars whoa like a little star wars event so if you do the free version you get a stormtrooper skin but if you buy <laughs> the event you get uh i think it's darth maul whoa skin. so that's pretty cool and they have have lightsabers and each lightsaber color that's in the map it gives you a different like force ability so that's pretty cool um and i think they're coming out with miles morales pretty soon i think they had him before but they're bringing him back because of the new spider-verse movie so that's coming soon too nice does the stormtrooper skin nerf your nerf your shooting ability <laughs> does it nerf your ac- accuracy <laughs> no but there's like little stormtrooper camps throughout the map and if you like get close enough to them they start shooting at you but i haven't taken any health <laughs> yet so not too much of a problem do they yell pew 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 at you <laughs> <laughs> kind of that game i swear you blink and there's like something else added to it yeah they must be, it must be a successful game. They must be making money at it or something. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. It's not the highest grossing game of all time, right? That's that's Minecraft still. Just just think uh all those years ago when I was in the GameStop and the lady was asking the guy behind the counter, uh, I need to get that new game for my son. I think it's called Fork Knife. And <laughs> the guy said, You mean Fortnite? She's like, No, it's Fork Knife. <laughs> A free game? <laughs> yeah. Maybe she was buying a gift card or a points for it or something. V-Bucks. V-Bucks. Cool. And uh, I started playing a little game the other day. A little, little game. I don't, I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. It's uh, Legend of Zelda. Really? Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Came out last Friday. Just a couple days ago as we're recording. And... Uh, I've gotten been been obviously busy, like we had just excused ourselves for being busy, and it wasn't <laughs> because I was playing Legend of Zelda. <laughs> How dare I, you? We were moving out of our dorms. <laughs> I made it through the first uh, kind of opening cutscene, which is really nice, featuring both Link and Zelda, and uh, and a lot happens real quick, and then it kind of drops you off in your kind of beginner island, is what I'd, I'd call it. So I'm on the beginner island and I'm learning how to throw pots and like knock things over with with a stick. As I've got if a tree you branch. Just play the other game a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically a continuation, right? Like just drops you off right after. That's uh, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Canonically, it's supposed to be kind of right after the uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay, you haven't uh, beat the speed run record yet. Hour and 30. 
Honestly, <laughs> that was on release day. Someone's probably got it even faster now. I'm, I'm a far from a speedrunner. Uh, and at the same time that he beat the game, I probably picked up three tree branches. <laughs> I haven't even cooked a meal yet. I know that's coming. And apparently there's something going on with building. Like people are building long bridges or something. I don't know what oh my, the story I've is seen with the, that. I see so many TikToks. And I've not really played any of the Legend of Zelda games. Um, but I see all of the TikToks for Tears of the Kingdom. And it's all just long bridges and people trying to find hacks on how to glide forever. Because I guess that's not a thing anymore. I don't know. I'm, I'm deep in there and I don't even play the game. Yeah. And I've been playing it so far on handheld mode, which is not usually my preferred method. And so far it's been completely fine. Uh, but I do notice that I'm like missing things. Like there may be an apple on the floor that if I'm, if I'm playing it on a 65 inch TV, then I see the apple <laughs> on the floor. But when I'm playing it in handheld mode, I could walk right by it. So it's one <laughs> pixel versus like 300 pixels. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to have to dock the thing up and, and start playing it the way I'm used to. But yeah, I'm excited about that. Cool. So let's talk about the uh, the games that we picked out for this week's episode. So what did we pick out, Amber? So we picked out our favorite cozy slash farming games. Um, I kind of thought of this idea from all of us playing, including my mom, all of us playing Disney Dreamlight Valley recently. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Um, of course, going to our roots with Stardew Valley and then um, Animal Crossing also. So we're going to talk about those three games and kind of about what they're about and what we like about them. Sounds yeah. good. So who's kicking it off? That's me with Stardew Valley. Um, when did this game come out? It came out in like 2015, I think. Really? Oh, that, no, 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 no. Maybe like 2018 or something. Yeah, I was thinking it's $15 or $20 or something where it could really be like a $60 game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think mostly Amber started playing it and I was like, oh, that looks pretty fun. And I started playing it. And I think the story is like, your grandfather owned this big farm and then he like died did he die yeah yeah he died and then passed it on to you but like really run down and and covered with trees and stuff so you move into this town and you got this big plot of land covered with stuff and there's a bunch of like village people and they each have their own little personalities. And basically you get to farm and make money and um, restore the community center, which was like run down. And basically you just like get a bunch of items. Some are really rare, some are not. Some are like seasonal items that you get. And you just kind of like restore the town and make relationships with the townspeople, maybe get married, you can get a pet, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting because there's a lot of, like, each character, like, depending on, like, who you make relationships with, like, each have their own little cutscenes, 
and like have their own backstories that you get to uncover and it's really cute and it's like a continuous type of game like it goes by gears and you can upgrade your house and farm get more animals stuff like that so pretty fun yeah one thing i like about it is um it's you know it's the pinnacle you know farming game right you know you you buy your your parsnips and your pumpkins and you plant them and you know, spring and fall and whenever they grow. Um, but it's also got this balance of fantasy to it. You know, you go in the mines and there's little slime monsters and other monsters when you get further down. And then there's like a, you know, a little guy that lives in the sewers that <laughs> sells you things. And mm-hmm. um, I just like that it has that little element of fantasy in there um, that goes along with the, you know, the realism of, you know, mining and cooking and farming. And um, another funny thing about the uh, the cutscenes that you mentioned, Danny, it's really funny when you're married and you've been married with, to the same character for, you know, two, two I almost said sim years, not sim years, <laughs> two Stardew years. And then you like keep progressing friendships with the other people. And then you get to the point where they're like, you know, starting to get a little romantic and you're like, wait, <laughs> no, no, I, I know I have six hearts with you, but this is, I'm married. This is not happening. <laughs> yeah. Stardew Wiki is your best friend. Oh, yeah. Knowing yeah. where to fish, what time to fish. So I haven't invested very much time in this game. I think I've launched it and then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew once I started playing it, I'd be playing it for a long time. But mm-hmm. um, that, that sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? Like, I don't want to play this game because I might play this game. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember reading about it in the book uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Great book um, that featured kind of the history of it. And it was very intriguing, the the guy who made it, Concerned Ape. or the one guy, the single yeah, guy the who one made guy. the entire game. <laughs> Yeah, he had graduated from, uh, you know, got a computer science degree, didn't get a job right away, so started working on the game and uh, just kept working on the game, worked on the game. And it, it got into a weird cycle where the closer he'd get to releasing it, his skills of making the game and what he wanted to put in the game increased. So he'd go back and say, well, I can I can redraw all the all the graphics better. So he'd go back and reiterate the graphics and then, oh, I can... Well, I'm better at coding now, so let me go ahead and recode some of the stuff. <laughs> and then, oh, but I'm I'm better at graphics again. So, so it, it went through like a a crazy amount of reiteration, and he didn't want to release it as like an early access. I think it was one of the first like green lights, Steam green lights that I remember hearing about. Um, where they that's in the old days, you couldn't just get a game on Steam. Like Steam would call it, reach out to you and say, "Hey, you're working on a game. We want to put it in the store." Now and then they went to a green light thing where if you announced that you were making a game and you got a bunch of interest in it, you know, mm-hmm. basically made it go viral and proved that it's something that people would want, then Steam would look into it. And uh, I, that was one of the first ones that I remember, you know, really taking advantage of that green light system. So, and then you finally released it and kept on improving it as, as he went. So I'll eventually get to it and. And, uh, and play some more of it, but 
my backlog is just growing <laughs> so, so far. And these co- the problem with these cozy games is they're so cool that you can spend like a year or more playing it and your your backlog just continues to grow. So Yeah. <laughs> Especially with these handheld systems now, like the Switch and the Steam Deck, like you can lay in bed and play a cute little game where you just farm and make friends. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to do anything else? <laughs> But it is cool that the wiki actually has the old graphics of the people, um, like town people. Um, And you can see, like, how did Abigail develop and what she looked like at the beginning versus what she looks like now. And it's pretty cool. And it's evident that this guy, you know, learned a lot throughout his um, time making the game. And um, he is making another game right now, Haunted Chocolatier, I think it's called. But he said, you know, making it again solo, I think. Um, but he said he's going to take a pause because he's working on an update for Stardew, I think. Cool. Cool. Yeah, they also, a big thing that was added was multiplayer Stardew Valley, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Because you, like, start the farm, but, like, each person has, like, their own little house on the farm and... You get to like grow it to get like with your friends. I think that was a really cool addition. The bad thing about that is you share money. <laughs> so oh yeah, and and person... time. I think so. Like if one person is on, like time goes by, even if the other person isn't on or something. Yeah, but it's so funny. Like I've seen TikToks of you know people playing multiplayer, and one of them's just like, ah, five thousand coins. I'm gonna go buy the backpack, and it only upgrades one person's <laughs> backpack. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> and they're like, "Where'd my money go?" Um, <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, um, all of the mods, because modding was um, something that was like multiplayer was originally a mod, and it was pretty cool. But the way they implemented multiplayer into the game made a lot of sense, and you could even, you know, retroactively add players to your, you know, pre-multiplayer worlds. So you want a friend to come on and check out your world, you just build them a little house. Go ask Robin to build a house and your friend can log in and live on your farm. Um, But I've seen so many cool mods that like retexture things and, you know, make realistic versions of the characters and stuff. Um, So it's kind of cool just like how this community, like how much this community loves this game and how much they invest into it. Very cool. Anything else on Stardew before we move on? Nope. Nope. Well, besides that, my my favorite farm name is Ravioli Farm. I don't know why I called it that. I just called it that. And I said (laughs) my favorite thing is croutons. Because those are things you pick. You pick your favorite thing. (laughs) And I pick croutons. (laughs) You also get to pick if you want a cat or a dog. Yeah, and then they added a couple different cats and dogs. Yeah. Cool, so what's up next? I will be talking about Animal Crossing New Horizons next. Um, Figure we go in release order. Um, And of course, (laughs) Animal Crossing's been around a lot longer than Stardew has. But uh, this game came out right when the pandemic started, which, did Nintendo start the pandemic? I don't know. No, (laughs) they did not. Um, (laughs) But perfect timing for their game to be released. Um, because everybody was inside and everybody can, 
buy the newest little cozy game and, and build an island, collect little animal friends. Um, you know, this game was different from the other ones because you actually had to start crafting your own tools, um, you know, craft the bug net, craft the fishing rod, um, really cool. And then um, going to mystery islands to find new friends, little animal friends to come to your island, um, decorate the island. That's a big part. And then finally, you know, a couple updates down the line, uh, they added farming, like actual farming, which none of the other Animal Crossing games had before. And I think it was, you know, a lot of people had come from playing games like Stardew Valley and were like, well, we can decorate and we can make friends like we did in these other games. But what I really want to do is farm. So they added, you know, actual crops that you can um, grow. And I think they started with pumpkins around like Halloween fall time. Um, So they did that. And yeah, so that's kind of an overview of Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I believe I've played this one the most as well. Um, but yeah, Danny, you played it a little bit. Who's I your did. favorite villager? My favorite villager? Yes. Well, one of my villagers was Dom, which is the like tie-dye ram bodybuilder. <laughs> and I liked him because he was cute. But I what? logged back on the other day and I realized how annoying he is. Because he's <laughs> he's always like, Wow, Danny, you should like you should go on a run. Like you should run with me. <laughs> how how much you weight lift? You know, all he talks about is all how much he weight lives and how much he goes to the gym. I'm like, please shut up. But he's cute. Weight lift. You do go to the gym. I do. (laughs) I feel weak. You just like him. I am. But he is cute, and that's (laughs) all I cared about back in 2020. Yeah, all of the villagers have one of six personality types. I think. Um, Maybe it's eight personality types, Um, and so that's you know, Dom is a jock. And he gets those, you know, pre-programmed lines to say, you know, there's also lazy villagers and preppy, not preppy, peppy, um, sisterly and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. Each of them has their own little personality. Um, But it is really annoying when they do only say the same things. (laughs) He keeps gifting me soccer jerseys. So I have a bunch of soccer jerseys. (laughs) Dom, I don't want these soccer jerseys. But some villagers are, like, actually rude. Oh, yeah, the, the like, snotty one. Snotty? What is it yeah, called? Yeah, I don't know. Snobby? Snobby. Yeah. But Animal Crossing, I think, came at the perfect time that it did. Unfortunately, Nintendo released DLC and then said, we're not going to update this game anymore. Goodbye. So, that was cool. <laughs> ask for you know 40 more dollars and then never (laughs) promise another update Mm -hmm. thank you very much nintendo but one of the cool things about stardew valley is you're you know not stardew valley animal crossing (laughs) is you're trying to get your island to five stars 
um, which you do by decorating the crap out of it. And you have to like buy a bunch of furniture and make a bunch of furniture and do a bunch of landscaping, you know, make those rivers, make those, you know, Pinterest aesthetic heart-shaped ponds with all the flowers and stuff. Go into um, debt. Go, go into debt, of course. Can't forget Tom Nook going going into debt. Um, but it was pretty cool. And this one added the campsite, which was another way that you could invite uh, villagers to live on your island. You just didn't, Or also just get free things from them because you could play card games. And if you won, they would give you a t-shirt or like a lantern or something. Um, so that was cool. One thing I didn't like about this Animal Crossing game was, like, the real-life money that people were putting into it because you could... It added this other currency, so it had, like, the in-game money, but it also had the Nook Miles tickets, um, which was how you would go villager hunting. Um, You know, you would stockpile a bunch of tickets and then look for that one villager that you want on your island. Um, but there's only so many of those nook miles that you can earn because there were just like, you know, the achievements, that's how you would get them. You would do the achievements. And once you've done the achievements, all you can do is the daily quests that just like keep piling up. Um, and it's really hard to stack the points after that. So people would literally, I guess, make new islands get all of the achievements and then sell their nook mile tickets for real life money. I mean, or like also in game things, but I just thought it was so weird, you know, go on Craigslist and buy (laughs) (laughs) tickets for this game. I don't know. I wasn't behind that, but I guess people will do what they got to do to get, I don't know, Raymond. He was a (laughs) a good one. Put him in the maid outfit, I guess. Yep. That's one of the inevitabilities with any game that has something that people can earn or create and share with others is that you're going to have an outside economy happen. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it goes way back to the very first online games where people are selling gold and on eBay for, you know, some RPG, multiplayer RPG game, like buy 1 million gold for $20. So that's going to happen no matter what. And the only way uh, to avoid that is just to keep out all multiplayer aspects, which the next game that we're going to talk about is so far (laughs) unsuccessful out there. Uh, The the developer is notorious for keeping any kind of multiplayer out of it, probably for that reason, because they know once you open that door, it it just changes the game that you set out to create. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff with with the uh, Animal Crossing as far as like buying, selling, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it's slowed down a lot. The one thing I've seen most recently becoming more popular, and this is because Nintendo has said that they're not going to release any more updates or any more content for the game, is like people wanting to mod the games. And I don't know... I don't think it's as easy as modding a computer game because I think you need to, like, buy a modded Switch or something. I'm not sure if that's how that works. I don't know how it works, but 
people are like obsessed with modding their Animal Crossing now because there's no other way to get new content. Um, And people are just like, hey, Nintendo, just like give us an easy way to mod this game because you won't give us content. So please. (laughs) Large corporations are always open to those ideas. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, I, I never played any of this game. And part of it is because it, it just didn't look like my style of game. And part of it is the uh, it's one of those weird games. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's one of those weird Nintendo games that like the your game and your save lives on this console. Yeah, this the switch. And um, I've got way too many consoles and devices and literally multiple switches that <laughs> if. <laughs> If I had a game save that was tied or a game itself that was tied to one particular device, uh, it, that just doesn't that doesn't work for me. So uh, I've kind of avoided this one. But for some reason, Facebook thinks that I'm interested in Build-A-Bear. <laughs> and I'm also interested in Build-A-Bear's new limited edition Animal Crossing uh, characters that are being advertised on my Facebook for some reason right now. Limited edition. They've had those. I remember years ago I saw a tweet that was like, hey, Build-A-Bear, just make Animal Crossing Build-A-Bears. You'd sell so many. And then like a year later, like I completely forgot about this. And then like a year later, (laughs) Build-A-Bear made Animal Crossing Build-A-Bears. I think Build-A-Bear should just make bears. And then you have to work real hard to make that bear look like Tom Nook <laughs> or whatever the saxophone playing weird dog is. Or K.K. Slater. Yeah. The guitar. With the $50 like, I mean, that's like the way it used item. to be. Like, you'd buy a bear, but then you'd get, like, costume pieces to make it yeah. look like Spider-Man yeah. or Darth Vader or something. You don't just go out and buy... I mean, I can buy a, a Nintendo character plush anywhere. Right. I don't need to go to Build-A-Bear to buy it. Yeah. Here we are solving Nintendo's problems and Build-A-Bear's problems. These two small little companies that know nothing about business. <laughs> if only they're listening. They should listen. Listen and learn, guys. The, the fam has something for you. Yeah, we all went to bre- business school. We all have PhDs in business and totally. Yep. All right. Is that it with Animal Crossing? I think so. I think so. All right, so that leads it up to me with Dreamlight Valley, which, if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you will remember Amber announcing that she heard of some game and <laughs> bought some game. I remember that. Yeah, a long and time I ago. I think now. you described it as being kind of a Stardew Valley, but for Disney <laughs> characters. Is that how you described it? I think I said it's like Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing, but with Disney characters. It really is. Are you sticking by that? Oh, I'm sticking by that. Okay. Except you can't romance anyone. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. You can't romance Stitch. I don't know. Mickey Mouse. Mickey I saw, Mouse. I saw Kristoff uh, kind of eyeing Mother Gothard or whatever her name is. Mother Gothel. <laughs> I was kind of wondering what was what's going on there. Like, hey, I mean, buddy, you've already got uh, someone that you're interested in. No, it's okay. Spoiler alert. Anna forgot him. No, Christoph forgot Anna. Anna. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> so we are 
by no surprise fans of Disney. Wait, so, we are? Yeah. So oh. we're willing to give any kind of Disney game a uh, test run. Speaking of, and, we got to try that racing game. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're pretty good at, at knocking out games recently. But yeah, we so we tried uh, this Dreamlight Valley thing. And Amber was the first to pick it up. And then uh, my wife and I both picked it up. She's playing on the Xbox uh, Game Pass, and I'm playing on Steam. And Danny's doing a, a Steam share on me when, when I'm not playing. She's been able to log in a little bit and play. Yeah, I didn't know that was possible, but made it work. But yeah, we've been, uh, we've been enjoying it. And to kind of set the scene of what type of game it is, um, I came to the realization after playing it for a while that it's really a, a mini RPG game. There's, you know, what do they call the types of, of RPGs that all you're doing is, is going off and doing tasks, you <laughs> know, just one task after another, like housework RPG, like fetch, fetch me, fetch me games or something like, go get me this, go get me that. So basically there's an overlying story about what happened to the valley and, and what you need to do to fix the valley. But you, you, if you look past all that, it's basically, there's a bunch of characters that start off in the game and you have to befriend them and get your friendship level up. So basically by either doing favors for them or talking to them or getting them something or just hanging out with them and, you know, farming, fishing, that kind of stuff with them, then your friendship level goes up and you eventually get each character in the valley up to a friendship level of 10. And as you progress through, uh, you unlock new things that they, they give you. There's little stories that kind of tie all the levels together and uh, and their story kind of unfolds as you level up your friendship level with them. And then some of them will intertwine with each other. Like maybe Donald Duck and Stitch will have quests going on together that you have to go back and forth between the two. And it kind of helps you out with both of them. But uh, it starts off with a, a few characters and then inside the castle there is little portals to other realms and each of those realms is themed to some type of movie or intellectual property so let's say like frozen or uh wally or you know anything like that and you go in there and and once you go into that realm you start helping whoever's in there out and then eventually get them to move into the valley and they become another citizen of the valley and then you get them leveled up. So so that's where we're at now. I think the latest update added a couple Lion King characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now I'm at the point that I think I've got pretty much everybody all leveled up. So, Which is good timing because I think a new update will be coming out soon. And, uh, and this is developed by Gameloft, which is the same company that, that develops the other Disney game that is been a bane to my existence for the last four years probably (laughs) (laughs) why why do i hate this game so much but play it every day for four years so you'll do that but not stardew valley yeah yeah i I got (laughs) i only got a limited amount of time to to play (laughs) something mindless yeah but yeah so the other game disney magic kingdoms um made by game loft another game that uh you're creating kind of a an overall park like a theme park but you don't ever get to share it with anybody like if i if i wouldn't hand my 
iPad over to my wife, nobody in the world would ever see, you know, the, the theme park that I'm building because there's absolutely zero multiplayer. Now there's multiplayer competition, like there's little events that happen and you're competing against other people, but it's usually like if if you're trying to get, you know, X amount of whatever it is that you're trying to collect, and I've got 16 of them, there's somebody with a weird Chinese name that's got 432 of them in the same time period. <laughs> oh my God. So, so I don't consider that a valid multiplayer game. That's a, a game that you're competing against an unbeatable scam of some sort. But same thing with Dreamlight Valley. There's, there's like, I would love to allow Amber to log in and walk around my park. Yeah. And kind of check it out or my Valley, I guess it is. Um, but that's not there. And knowing game loft, it will probably never be there because like we mentioned before, as soon as you open that door, there'll be scams and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, it could be like a Stardew Valley, not a Stardew Valley situation, but like even those like other mobile games, you know, like restaurant town or whatever they're called, where you can just like enter a person's ID and just go there. Like that could be kind of cool if you could just like look at other people's things Mm -hmm. or, or I guess kind of like Animal Animal Crossing's online is just like, you go visit and you don't interact with the person's land that much other than like maybe shaking their trees, you know, I feel like that could be super cool. Like there, there doesn't need to be like a trading thing that happens. You don't, I don't know. Yeah. Close off the inventories. I don't know. You should at least have a friends list and be able to visit those friends. Yeah. Valleys. I know before on this podcast, I've uh, probably complained about some, of my issues that I've had with this game. Um, but I realized one of them was my own fault. And um, <laughs> I did not admit that to the game loft employee that I sent my request to. I just said, it works now. Thanks. Um, <laughs> they don't need to know that I was the one in the wrong, but they knew, <laughs> but uh, now that I've, you know, had less problems, I guess until I, get to that level of the uh, finding the aliens quest. Hopefully my alien isn't stuck under Buzz's RV for two weeks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Anyways, it's an early access game. We can excuse those things, but I've, I've really come to enjoy this game and I'm quite jealous that my parents have both surpassed me in their level on this game, despite me playing, you know, a few months prior than them, but I was in school. I had things to do. (laughs) <laughs> and you got angry at them. Yeah, I did. I did. I held a grudge for a little too long. I should have been playing this whole time. Now, we also it's talked great. about this game when we talked about season passes. Yeah. And this one is unique in the sense that you're buying the season pass with a currency that you can earn mm-hmm. in the game. And, and in the season pass. Yeah. So it's... Um, it's very unlike Gameloft. Um, Gameloft has been always accused of being just a money grab company. And this one, I don't know, maybe they're, while it's in early access, they're just being uh, nice. babying us along and <laughs> getting, getting, the, uh, getting the viewership up. And then all of a sudden they're going to turn that money making machine on and say, ha ha, remember all that 
the other way that you used to buy the season pass with, well, that's gone now. <laughs> Put in your credit card. I mean, you don't earn very much of it. You can earn a hundred a day from your two blue chests that spawn. But um, in the in the past, I did the math, and you get a lot of those points from the past, um, like just shy. Not just shy, but like almost enough to buy the next battle pass. But the re the main reason that I started playing this one or picked it back up was because this most recent pass has been Disney parked Disney parks themed. So, you know, you can get the trash cans and, you know, Ferris wheel and Dumbo ride. And I thought that was all really cool. And I think that was probably some of the main reasons that you guys picked up, picked it up a lot also. Absolutely. This, this uh, topic of the past, because the first one that I did was the Pixar one. And there wasn't a whole lot that I really liked in there. Um, but, and I don't even know what the other passes were because I didn't play them because the first one didn't work for me. But <laughs> this one is working um, and it's a good one and it's almost over. It might be over now. About 38 hours left. Oh, okay. Almost over. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just dox our time zone? <laughs> I haven't played much. I've only played a few hours, so you always have someone behind you. <laughs> oh, um, thanks. Uh, yeah. I I just have like Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Always a little needy when you start off. He is. Makes me clean up his trash. But um I like the outfit changing and so does mom. She's always <laughs> like, I made this new outfit. Do you like it? It's very cute. Yeah, because you can actually customize some pieces of clothing and yeah. put, um motifs is what they're called. Basically like stickers on the clothes and that's really fun you make custom outfits to disney bound so that's mm -hmm. kind of cool and the whole like house decorating that's fun too but i don't have like experience one thing that concerns me is if you go into the castle and you see how many portals that they've got yeah now they they obviously have the ip to to fill this game up but there is, at this point, a limited amount of land, like physical real estate, to allow these characters to move into because you build a house for each one that moves in. Mm -hmm. And I know they can open up more lands, but going back to the other Gameloft Disney game, there is so much stuff that all the, the buildings that I have in storage because there's not enough physical real estate to put them in is crazy like and and on any given event if i need to have you know the carousel progress out for for some part of the event i have to put something else away and i can see that same thing happening if they start introducing more and more characters and you have to build more and more houses and the problem is the amount of real estate that that they unlock which they can you know that's easy but the amount of real estate that they unlock increases the demand on whatever device you're playing it on. 
which is why the Disney Magic Kingdom games has been kind of bottlenecked because, you know, while I may have a, you know, really nice iPad Pro, someone else has a iPhone 4 and they want that person to still be able to play it. And they're kind of going to the least common denominator. So this game being on multiple different systems, you know, from a a low-spec system like a Switch all the way up to high-spec system like a PC, you know, a gaming PC, then they're going to be doing the same thing. They, You don't want to get into a situation where the game says, oh, you're allowed to have 74 characters if you have a Switch, but you're allowed to have 100 characters if you have an Xbox, you know, Series X, and you're allowed to have 200 characters if you have a gaming PC with, you know, these specs. Yeah. So they, they, they don't do that. You know, we've seen that happen with things like Minecraft, where different different versions of the game exist because different requirements for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they end up just pleasing the lowest common denominator and that, that kind of cripples the game a little bit. So well, it'll be interesting to see how they, how they handle that. Another problem with that is each additional land or portal that you unlock increases in the amount of dream light that it costs to unlock it. And that dream light is earned by completing achievements. I mean, you could also make it, you can craft it, but it's mostly gained from achievements and like your daily tasks and stuff. So I'm scared that there's going to be another Animal Crossing situation where it's just going to be impossible to get those points unless they add more achievements. Like, you know, it's, I don't know, it's capped out at like harvest, 2.5k vegetables like will they add harvest 10k vegetables harvest 50k vegetables to let people get more dreamlight or will it just be i've completed every single achievement in the game i just need to go collect mushrooms and make meals and sell gems and stuff for hours to farm your dreamlight so that's another concern that i have with the increasing amount of land and increasing amount of character portals yeah but the good thing is is that this is a game that you can grind, and yeah. I, I like that. Some games are time-limited or grind-limited. Um, this game, if, if I just wanted to farm all day long and make money <laughs> by farming, I could. If I wanted to just go out there and pick rocks up off the beach all day long and you know <laughs> pick flowers in the forest all day long and sell those, I could. Um, there's obviously a spawn rate to, to a lot of things, but I mean, you could just fish nonstop. Yeah. And, so money is not an issue in this game. Yeah. And with that with that money comes the experience. So all those characters that you're supposed to get to level 10, like you could you could easily get one of the starter characters up to level 10 within the first day. Um and so it, it's interesting to see how they're starting to time limit some of the things by putting in quests like, "Oh, come back and talk to me tomorrow" or "Go plant this tree and you know, tend to it for three days. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're doing that to purposely slow the progression down. But um, it's, it's okay when you first start and you have other things going on. But when you get to the end game where you've completed everything for, you know, your, your season pass or whatever, and you've completed all the, um, you know, gotten everybody up to level 10. And now it's just a matter of wait for the next update. Yeah, wait for the next update or have some random quest in there that says you got to wait three days before X thing can happen. 
before you get the next stitch sock. <laughs> right. So, but but it's early access. There's a long way to go with it. Yeah. It'll be it'll be fun to watch it uh, either get more fun or more frustrating. Probably a little <laughs> bit of both. <laughs> right. Yeah. Every every good game's got a little bit of both. Yeah. I just really want Cinderella. I'm this is my theory. I think the pumpkin house in the Forgotten Lands, I think that's a uh, the what is she called? Bippity boppity boo, fairy godmother. I think that's her house. Mm. Could be. Where's the Winnie the Pooh characters? True. And none of those. You could have you know, Winnie Tim the Pooh's house. Around. Yeah. Yeah, it's It'll be interesting to see how they unlock things, too, because you're missing key characters like Pluto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess Pluto would just go... <laughs> How's he going mean, to ask you to go fetch him a carrot? Wally just beeps. Yeah. yeah that's true. Maybe. He's kind of got the, uh, the I am Groot thing going on, and you just understand it. It's kind of like yeah. R2-D2. He just bleeps and bloops, and you're like, oh, you want... Four blue flowers and three green ones? Okay. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Another cool thing they've done is recently, since I started playing again, this wasn't at launch, was um, they added the other store so you can buy other items and clothing and stuff with your paid currency. Um, and they just give you like four a week or whatever that you can choose from and they cycle out, but that's pretty cool. I've not bought anything yet, but nothing's spoken to me too much. I wonder They're if anything kind of will. on the expensive side. They are. It's like five dollars for three bags. That's a, little, that's a little much, but who knows if anything will actually be worth it. Well there's there's a whale out there somewhere buying the stuff, so Yeah. As long as those whales are buying it, they'll keep making it. All right, anything else on Dreamlight Valley, anybody? I don't think so. Well, I think that completes our cozy little episode about cozy little games. Cozy little games. We could have we could have had several different games on this list, but we just kind of brainstormed these three together, and um, I think they kind of fit the same kind of genre. Vibes. Without, without being specific to the same genre they're, they're still kind of just cozy fun do a little farming do a little talking with other builder type stuff yeah i mean dreamlight valley is the only one out of these three that has like real quests i guess the other two oh, have right. little it is kind of yeah. on rails in that sense yeah the other two have quests it kind of in the game but they're like opt-in i guess i guess these are too but you don't need to do the quest to progress in any way yeah yeah you could like completely ignore buzz Lightyear if you wanted to but eventually, eventually someone else someone <laughs> else's progression is going to be reliant on someone else being a certain level so yeah they've, they've started to do that which is which is cool it's good it's it's somewhat on rails, but you can still like if you just wanted to log into the game and do absolutely no quests all day long and just kind of yeah. grow some pumpkins, you can mine that. some gems, craft some asphalt. Say that three <laughs> times fast. 
Yeah, <laughs> cool. So this has uh, been a fun little episode. And now that we're back in control of our, our lives a little bit, we'll we'll come back at you next week with another episode. I think we're going to have to... Uh, I think I've got an idea for a comic book uh, episode. It's been so a while since we've done one of those. We'll jump back into the comic book world for for an episode. So look forward to that next week. And maybe by next week, we'll we will have finally watched the Mario movie. No promises. No promises. All de- all depends on if we can get the whole fam together in the same place. <laughs> it's it's a lot more fun to do it that way. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode. We thank you so much for for listening to us. I almost said watching. I I, I saw you. But I caught myself. <laughs> How long have we been doing this now? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I keep doing more and more YouTube videos and always end it the same way with thank you for watching, you know. Mm. But yeah, thank you for listening as always. Be sure to check out our socials. Send us some questions if you have any for the for the podcast. Send us suggestions for episodes, games that you like to play, comics that you like to read, movies that you like to watch, shows that you like to watch, food that you like to vomit. What? What? (laughs) I just wanted to see if you were listening. No. That's going to wrap it up. And until next time, peace Peace out. out. And And geek geek out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.